Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 289, and welcome back to my front porch. I'm glad to be out here. Uh, Thanks for your patience. This last month was probably one of the busiest months I've had in a very, very, very long time. So let me catch you up on all things Goki, because it's a fun one. Buckle up. Here it goes. Goki. Actually, getting Cooper to graduate was a miracle of God. Uh, so we, he graduated. It was such an awesome time uh, to have him graduate. We were super, super proud of him. So did that. My dad came in town, which I hadn't seen my dad in seven years. So spent some time with him. As a family, we do. Uh, so the kids get basically, they get two trips in their lifetime. Uh, one, that we do a 12-year trip, which is kind of like a... They get to pick anywhere in the lower 48 where they want to go. And that's kind of a, we have a, hey, you're getting older, you're growing up, your body's changing. You know, the decisions you make in this period of your life are going to be really important. So we just kind of, it's kind of a time for mom and dad to be together. But then also a time when we kind of commissioned them into kind of a young adulthood kind of thing. So it's just super cool. And the second trip is a graduation trip, but that's a family trip. So they kind of they have a budget and they get to pick where they want to go. So Cooper picked a road trip to Oregon and it was awesome. 23 hours there. And uh, one, one of the things he wanted to do was he wanted to rent a, uh, you know, Airbnb has these tree houses, but like bouge, you know, like tree houses and you weren't like roughing it too bad. And so we got this tree house on this property, 20 acre property, had its own pond. It was fed by the mountain. I mean, like crazy, like fed by rivers with trout in it. And it had like a walking path around this. It, it felt like stepping into some form of Narnia. In fact, Oregon on the whole, every place we went, we were like, this is Narnia. It was just so green and beautiful and kind of storybook-esque, you know? Like Robert Frost is somewhere in that forest, like writing about how beautiful everything is. So anyway, it was just like a really awesome time as a family. Uh, We... Our whole family went, and uh, yeah, and then we ended up ended up in the coast on the coast, and we did a few days there and hiked, and yeah, drove back. So, awesome family trip. But I literally, my family dropped me off in Flagstaff on the way home, and then I did a retreat for a church. So uh, through the organization that I run called Phoenix One. Uh, we did this uh, retreat for a local church and all their staff and spouses, and it was it was really really good. Uh, so I came back and then I had to fly out to Fresno because I uh, had some speaking stuff I had to do, and got back into town last week and was like, whoa, that is a whirlwind of a month. So I feel like I'm just now kind of. Uh, slowing down a little bit and getting into the groove as we kind of roll into July here. So thank you for all of you who have been so, so patient. Um, the podcast hasn't gone away. We're back. And uh, I'll keep uh, uh, keep getting episodes out each week. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for those of you who continue to give even when this podcast isn't necessarily uh, having new episodes uploaded. The fact that you believe in it and you're investing in it so other people can kind of go back and listen to the other 288 episodes is a huge deal. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so recently I've been in uh, Luke and I'm studying 
journeying through Luke, kind of taking my time in Luke, and I came across this really interesting verse, and in, 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 in it caught me by surprise, and I'll tell you in a second why. Uh, Luke, 9, Luke 9, verse 18, it says this. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say I am? So I'll read again, Luke 9, verse 18. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? There's this really interesting thing that happens when I speak or get the opportunity to preach. I, you know, people ask me all the time, like, are you nervous? Do you get overwhelmed? And and there's even people out there that say, if you're not overwhelmed, if you're not, then, then you're not really uh, appreciating how difficult it is. I want you to know, like, I there, there are very few spaces where I feel completely and utterly comfortable, and that's one of them. Uh, and so put me in front of a thousand people and allow me the opportunity to teach, and I, I, I'm like, I come alive. Like all the synapses start firing in my brain, right? I, they say that people with ADD, like their, their brains kind of turn on in high-stress situations, some of us. And uh, th- that it's a situation where I feel very aware. Here's the really interesting thing that ends up happening. As I'm speaking, I hear so clearly from the Lord. I mean, passages from my childhood just start coming through. And and then I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the people that I'm teaching and I'm feeling things. It's almost like I'm feeling the Lord going like, hey, listen, I think they're they're not really listening. You know, it's like it's this really interesting environment where I feel, to be honest, fully aware. I feel like I am hearing the God, but the but hearing God very clearly. But the strange thing is, is that I'm in the company of like hundreds of people or at, at most times like thousands of people in, in the in it's really kind of an interesting thing and so I was reading through this passage and I realized how quickly and, and just for all of us how quickly we kind of roll through scripture at face value and we don't kind of dig in and go what's actually happening there what's going on and and uh, with this particular passage what caught me off guard was it says that now it happened that he was praying alone and I was like oh yeah well yeah he's probably somewhere else you know he he was you know he, we know that Jesus went away to pray but it says this uh, that it happened that he's praying alone that, and the disciples were with him. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Like I had this moment where I like, I think that's really, really important. Maybe we're just blowing past that way too quick. And I was like, what's happening there? What's really happening there? So imagine this with me. He's in the company of the disciples. He's with people. And these people have a great amount of need, have a great amount of direction. You can almost hear the disciples kind of talking. You know, maybe they're talking about what they did. Maybe they're talking about what they're going to go do. Maybe they want lunch and they're figuring out, you know, where they want to go, you know, what town they want to stop in for lunch or whatever. And they're talking. But there's this moment. Here's what caught me. Man, I never thought about this. That Jesus is alone with the Father. Like he's in the presence of people, but alone with the father. And I started thinking about how powerful that idea is. And, and it was really convicting for me. And a part of the reason why it was really convicting for me is I thought to myself, like, how often do I? Okay, so I sit out here on this front porch every single day. And 
how often do I go, I only really hear from God when I'm out here, or I only sense the presence of God when I'm out here, or, you know, I'm in my Bible out here. So that's the time. This is the time. This is the Devo time. I hear people talk all about my Devo time, my quiet time, which I think those times are really, really important. I really do. Um, But I'm interested in this moment where Jesus is like, no, 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 there is like quiet time is all the time. Now think about that. Quiet time is all the time. Alone time with the Lord is all the time. And that thought, it it just like, I, I mean, literally this week as I was reading that, I was like, wow, I've never thought about that. And how could that absolutely shift and transcend the way I live my life every day? Like, think about like, if you have a lunch meeting today, how can you be alone with the Lord and present with people? Because that's what he transitions into next. Jesus is like alone with the Lord. And it's almost as if the Lord, like maybe through the, through the spirit speaks to Jesus and says, you should ask them this question. Who do the crowds say I am? And if you know the rest of that passage, Peter responds, you're the, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, you know? And, and so, but it's almost like Jesus is sitting in alone with the Lord in the presence of people. The Lord is speaking to him through the spirit and now he can interact with the people. I was like, okay, so here, what about business deals? Business meetings, Zoom meetings. How can you be alone with the Lord and present with the people? And what I started to really struggle to and get convicted on is what we do is we create uh, this dichotomy. Um, the, the theology of what's happening during Jesus' time and Paul's time is what's called Gnostic theology. Gnostic theology is essentially that there's a spiritual world and it's good, and then there's this kind of earthly world and it's bad. And, and, and honestly, a lot of people's theology, maybe yours, it, it really lives that. Like we got to get out of here to this like spiritual world because the world is bad. And what we find in Jesus is Jesus comes t- to us. And so here's what we tend to do as it relates to time with the Lord. It's segmented to moments. Like, so it's like we, we create this dichotomy where like when I'm in a quiet time with the Lord or I'm reading my Bible and I'm praying, whatever, that's spiritual. But the rest of what I do throughout the day is not spiritual. And I feel like what Jesus is trying to communicate to us is like, no, I'm with you always. The spirit of God is always with us. You can be alone with God all day, all the time. In business meetings, in, in, in lunch meetings, in walks where you're just quiet, in conversations with your spouse, in conversations with your friend, you can be alone with the Lord in the presence of people. And that thought blew my mind up. And it's actually something I've been working through and thinking through of going like, what does that look like? And so I wonder if, if you were just to invite Invite him into that space. Lord, I want to be completely and utterly alone with you in the presence of these people at this business meeting that I'm at. And what if he just spoke so clearly to you? He maybe said, hey, listen, don't let your insecurity run wild. 
Like you don't need to make that comment. You don't need to prove yourself. Or maybe he gives you some insight into that meaning or into someone's life. Hey, you know, you maybe see somebody and the Lord like speaks to you really and says they're hurting. He's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I'm actually doing not so great, right? But this transcended, I mean, it really, it really convicted me, but it also just, I went, this could change. Honestly, this could change the way I live my life. And I think it it, it is. I, I read this book by Dallas Willard. I can't remember the name of it right now, right off the top of my head. But uh, I read this book and he had this idea of thinking with God. And, you know, thinking about God with people. And I know I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but like thinking about God with, uh, with God about people. So if you're at a lunch, you would go, God, what it? What are the thoughts you have about this person? Or even I think that's a way like if you have an enemy, like how will you think about think about think with God about that enemy? What is God saying about that person as opposed to what you perceive or say about that person? And so that idea I've been working on for about a year, but this passage just took it all and it kind of put a bow on it and it says you can be alone with the Lord and present with people and as a result of that the spirit of god gives you words and that's what we see jesus kind of doing next is he's alone with the lord he's present with the disciples and then he leads them into this question of saying hey who do people say i am and then who do you say i am and it gives peter the opportunity to affirm who jesus is but that moment came as a result of jesus being completely alone with God in the presence of people. And so I I don't know what that means for you. I I think a lot of people say, I just don't feel God. I I don't sense God. And I think they're trying so hard to have like Devo times. And I think that's important. I I think they're trying to pray and they just don't sense. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because we don't know how to be alone with him. One, we don't need to know how to be alone with him without people, but we don't know how to be alone with him with people. And, and that for me feels like a really, really beautiful thing um, to start working on, to start thinking of. Because I think what happens, I think this is really interesting, is that the presence, that presence with God can help us perceive others. So actually, if we want to continue to see other people, we need to kind of be seen by God and see God. And I think it happens in that alone space with him. And so what does that look like for you? So, you know, the question is pretty simple was like, when was the last time you just really sensed the presence of God? When did you just feel alone with him in the best kind of way? And so I just want you to know, like, I don't have this figured out, but I am, I am working on this and into, and, and it's really uh, been a helpful thing to help me process and, and work through uh, this week. So, uh, Father God, we, we love you. We thank you. We, we are wanting and desiring to be alone with you. So would your spirit convict us and awaken us to your presence that's with us every single day. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.